Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Reimbold, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. And you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call. 618-262-2810 and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert. Jeremiah 7-1. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying. Oh, the word of the Lord. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying. Stand in the gate of the Lord's house and proclaim there his, this word and say, Hear the word of the Lord, all ye of Judah, and enter in at these gates to worship the Lord. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, 
Amend your ways and your doings, and I will cause you to dwell in this place. Trust you not in lying words, saying, The temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord are these. For it is thoroughly for if you thoroughly amend your ways and your doings, and if you thoroughly execute judgment between a man and his neighbor, if you oppress not the stranger, the fatherless, the widow, and shed not innocent blood in this place, neither walk after other gods to your hurt, then I will cause you to dwell in this place in the land that I gave to your fathers forever and ever. How long are we to have the land? Forever and ever. But he's warning. See, Jeremiah is warning Israel, saying, you better amend your ways. You better repent. and You better get your thumb out of your, <clears throat> you know what, and get this thing right. Okay? Eighth verse, behold, you trust in lying words that cannot profit. Now, let's look at the parallelization. And you've often heard me say, everything in the Word of God parallels itself. The things that were, that were in the Tanakh that was uh, prophesied, things that happened within that era, often will happen today. Parallelization. You're walking along. The, the, the whole line is, is kind of uh, neat if you, if you understand it supernaturally, spiritually, that the angels of God are up there battling the angels of darkness in order to fulfill all this. The angels of, of the Lord God, that, uh, which are your angels in, in, in Pacific terms, that have been given to you for you to use, which most people don't have the foggiest idea that they actually have angels standing around. Boy, I wish the guy or the gal would put us to work doing something. And one day they'll get to heaven and then those angels say, Hey, we were there. Why did you not use us? Why could you? Oh, I didn't know. What is that? Lack of knowledge. The lack of knowledge. But you know why they can't teach angels? You've got to deal with angels to teach angels. I'm in a service, and a guy comes up after the service. He was the guy that said he prophesied the New Orleans, you know, hurricane. So he shows up, and I get done, and I bring the angels into the room. The angels do what they do, and he says, Brother, he said, man, was that a show. I said, oh? He said, yeah. He said, I saw those angels, and he said, Brother, I was particularly caught up by the gold on the tips of their wings. I said, them angels don't have wings. You know, I'm wanting to say, hey, Junior, those are my angels. They got no wings. What, what, what is all that? <laughs> well, I'd probably just soon not say. But the angels are there to do for you. The angels were there and did for them. We have many, many illustrations in, in the book. But what Jeremiah is doing here, he's saying, now look, let me tell you something. This land was given to us forever and forever, but boys and girls, <clears throat> you mess this thing up, and you're going to be in trouble. Now, let's go on. The eighth verse. Behold, you trust in lying words that cannot profit. Will you steal, murder, and commit adultery, and swear falsely, and burn incense unto Baal, and walk after other gods whom you know not, and come and stand before me in this house which is called by my name, and say, We are delivered to do all these abominations? That's exactly what the church is saying today. We won't keep your covenant. We're only interested in your son. And like I've been trying to tell people for the last, I guess, four years, I've been here in, in the States ministering, the son was sent here so you could have everlasting life to do something that the covenant was never set to do. So when you die, you could enter into the kingdom of God. He was sent here that also that the Rahakadish, the Holy Ghost, would come back to this earth. He was sent here in demonstration of the power of his Father through the covenant. He was sent here, and he gave us the usage of his name. In his name, they will be healed. In the name of Yeshua, they will be delivered. Now listen, folks, that's all that he did. That's all that he was supposed to do. He did that. He ascended back up into, into heaven, sitting on the right-hand side of the Father, waiting to return to this earth, and soon he will return. Now, when you, begin, when you begin to look at all this like that, if you can, the church believed that, bless God, that what? That now that he had come, they didn't need the covenant. Now, what they were believing here 
Now that they got out of here and burning incense to Baal, uh, going nutty at the things of the world, they got the land. They knew what it said, forever it's ours. But somebody forgot to hear all of the truth of the matter. If you will keep my covenant and serve me with all of your heart. Somebody forgot that. And, and Jeremiah is saying to them, look here, boys and girls, you're about to monkey things up big time. You're about to monkey things up big time. Now, he goes on, and, and now he goes on the 25th verse and says, Since the day that your fathers came forth out of the land of Egypt unto this day, I have even sent unto you all my servants, the prophets, Daily rising up early and sending them, yet they hearkened not unto me, nor inclined their ear, but hardened their neck. They did worse than their fathers. Do you know they stoned prophets? People don't want to be told that they're wrong. People don't want to be corrected. But people don't know which way they're going either. The prophets do. That's the reason the Lord God, through the kind of training that goes into a prophet, and when they get to the point where he can trust them, and that takes years and years and years, then they can warn. They can, they, they, can, they can warn the people and say, hey, I have been warning people about this thing of, of all these storms, the droughts, the hurricanes, the plagues, the, the earthquakes, the volcano eruptions, and many other things for years. I said, it's going to happen. It's coming. I told them the vision. I told them what was in the vision. And like I said, the, the, through the mid-80s and 90s, it's all unfolding right before our very faces today. Now, what's the chances, bless God, of this thing of this thing happening? You know, like I said last night, if, if I could have got to Washington, D.C., if I could have got to the White House, if the president would have, would have just given me uh, two minutes of his time, at least I could have planted the seed, and at least I could have said, Mr. President, if you don't buy up all the nuclear armament of Russia and buy up their scientists, the world that's trying to destroy Israel is going to. Did it happen? Yes. But they'd have nothing to do with me. I remember sending, sending a letter trying to, get, trying to say, hey, and, and I wrote, wrote it out. Never heard a word. So I said, the, in the end, I, I, I guess you could say this, what really difference does it make? This nation's going to be destroyed. Blood's going to run the streets, every, every street of America. And in the end of what's left, you will be eating your children before it's over. He said, oh, that can't happen. You watch it happen, because it's going to happen. Thus saith the mouth of the Lord God through this prophet. We're not in for good days. This isn't like it was yesterday and the way it's going to be in the tomorrows. Prepare ye, prepare you, saith the Lord. Begin to make provision for you and your family. And yet people are sitting back and saying, well, nothing happened with last week. But you see, these signs are happening everywhere. This earthquake's a sign. Could that happen here? There's a great fault running right up through here, and one day that is going to happen here. It's going it's to lay down St. Louis like there ain't nothing ever been there. It's going to come right up through here, destroy everything in its path. The Mississippi River will run the opposite way back into the lakes. That's going to happen. Oh, that can't happen. Yeah, they said the same thing down in Haiti, didn't they? Hadn't had a, 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 the earth tremble for, what, 200 years? Probably hadn't been a quake down there for maybe 200 million years. Happened, didn't it? Why? Because you see, it's been prophesied. The problem is that the modern-day prophet can't go and say, Thus saith the mouth of God. I don't know whether they'd stone me or not, but they'd sure they'd run me off. I always say if they'd run me off, why don't they run the Muslims off? They'd rather run me off than the Muslims, okay? Now, 26. Yet they hearkened not unto me, and inclined their ear, but hardened their, their neck. They did worse than their fathers. Therefore, thou shalt speak all these words unto them. But they will not hearken to thee. Thou shalt also call unto thee, but they will not answer thee. But thou shalt say unto them, This is a nation that obeyeth not the voice of the Lord their God, receiveth, nor receiveth correction. Truth is perished and is cut off from their mouth. What, what, what exactly is Jeremiah saying? Boys, you better hang on because it's going to get pretty rough, the ride. 
Hang on. What have I said to America? You better hang on, America, because this thing is going to... Well, see, again, and, and we'll get to it later, but folks, it's all prophesied. It's all been given. It's all been written. It's all laid out. But you're going to have to understand until somebody has revelation knowledge that can come and say, this is what this is, this is what this means, this is what's going to take place. You're not going to know because why? You don't have a prophet to be able to have that kind of knowledge to do that. And yet there's one that stands here. Do they want to hear this? No. You want they want to hear? Well, now everybody line up on Saturday night, which will be this evening. I will take the horn of oil and I will pour it upon your heads as it runs down your, down your head and over your clothes and onto the floor, and you will be all anointed, and you will go out and raise the dead. Now, this is what the church wants to hear. Remember we had the guy that come through this country, I think from Australia, and, and, he'd, and he'd get up there and go to try to uh, preach, and then all of a sudden he'd go to laughing, and everybody would laugh and fall down. I don't even want to see any hands go up that got sucked up into that piece of magic. What does that do? Well, that was a refreshing, brother. If you don't get a refreshing every day by getting up and praising this Lord, the God that we serve, singing psalms to Him, if you don't do that, I got news for you, that's not going to get it done for you. And yet we fell into that trap, didn't we? Why? Oh, how I love Jesus. This really feels good. Then along come the prophet. Either get it done or you're going to the dirt. Get the sin out of your life. You're never going to get anything from God. Nobody wants to hear that. But you know what? After 30-some years of all this, people have started to listen in the last three or four years. All of a sudden, bless God, people want to hear some of this stuff. And I'm going, Lord, what happened? Had to plant a lot of seeds to be here today. So did some of you. But the fact of the matter is that Jeremiah is trying to get them to understand that, bless God, uh, that he warned him. God will always send the prophet to warn. Will always send the prophet to warn. The problem again here with America and the government of America, they're not going to listen. Uh, they're, they're not going to listen. You know, they, they, they would rather have soothsayers come to the White House. They have in the past. Maybe they will again. And see what thus saith the devil. The Clintons brought in soothsayers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they wonder why they couldn't keep an eye on Slick Willie. You know what I'm saying? Deuteronomy 4, did you get there? Deuteronomy 4, 23. Now, here, now, that, now here's another warning, okay? Deuteronomy 4, 23. Take heed unto yourselves, lest you forget the covenant of the Lord your God which he made with you, and, 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 and make you a graven image or a likeness of anything which the Lord thy God hath forbidden thee. For the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. Now, what, what, what's he trying to... He said, hey, boys, don't monkey around with God. See, now, what I have said in a little more colorful language, and my darling wife has asked me to hold back, we have managed, with no, with no turning, to absolutely make this living God mad. It didn't start because this country made one mistake. It didn't start, it didn't start last year. This thing has probably from the time of FDR, uh, when the president of FDR, uh, uh, bless God, came forth. A lot of the corruption started then. This nation begin to fall away from the, from the things of God as unto even Christ himself to, to, the, you know, to the directness of, of salvation and started tinkling into a lot of areas and never got to the covenant. Part of this is over the covenant. Part of what's going on in America and around this world has, is tied to the covenant. Okay? Keep that in mind. He said he's a jealous God. He said, and, and, and he said he's a consuming fire. See, somehow or other, we don't see this like that. I can't tell you how many people already have and, and will in the next week email and remind me that our God would never kill 200,000 people in an earthquake. Oh, yeah, he will. Yep. And he has. Or he has permitted it, given permission for it to take place. 
folks, we're going to have to get into this thing of understanding. We're just pawns on a, on a board. You know, we all get to thinking, oh, how important we are. Oh, how this is. i got news for you. God did things on this earth long before we were here, and he can do it after we're gone. Our thing is to become willing and obedient unto his word. Get away from this stuff of, oh, I'm in control, and oh, I, I, I. Get the eyes out of your prayers. Get the boastfulness out of your life. Bring humility, a broken and a contrite spirit. Let that prevail in your life, and you'll get somewhere with God. But unfortunately, we, we're, we're of a generation that, that's, all, that's altogether different. Well, let's go on here. Now, he says, you know, 25. When thou hast, hast, hast begat children and children's children, and, and ye shall have remained long on the land, and shall corrupt yourselves, and make a graven image or a likeness of anything, or shall do evil in the sight of the Lord thy God to provoke him to anger, would, would uh, aborting babies, murdering babies, would that, you, you suppose that would anger God? I started to sit down and make a list, and, and it wasn't supposed to be done this time, but it, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal of how many things that we have done in this nation to anger this living God. The thing with abortion, the thing with, with this uh, uh, men marrying men, women marrying women, as I talked about last night. This angers God. Why? He wrote, he wrote the rules. He didn't ask you to change any of them. In fact, he demanded that you not change any of his laws. And I prophesied years ago that they would... Ignore the constitution of this great land, made by our forefathers, and they would attempt to change the constitution. We're right at the brink of that. They're talking about changing the constitution. So it will be what? Listen, modern. Making me look better all the time, aren't they? Now, he says, 26, I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day that ye shall soon utterly perish from off the land whereunto ye go over Jordan to possess it. Ye shall not prolong your days upon it, but shall utterly be destroyed. Now, you understand something. The boys and girls, again, were being warned. Here in Deuteronomy, with the trip that the, the blessed God of Exodus coming, coming to, up and to pass, but he's saying if you get yourself into all this, in fact, the, the prophet gets to this part, and boy, I'm telling you, he unloads on them. He said, I'm going to tell you right now, heaven and earth to witness against you this, this day, Israel, and you listen to what I've got to say. You want to talk about seeing me wound up. I bet you the earth was, was shaken. I bet you this old boy, I bet you he was screaming at the top of his lungs. And he was. Because he said, you'll utterly be uh, taken from this land and, and utterly be destroyed. Now, now, now see, what, what was going God is trying to say, please, please, my children, listen, don't go the way of self, yourself. Don't get into the things and look out here at this world and say that you can mix the world with me because you can't. It won't work. But it was written, they were being warned by God himself, and yet the, yeah, the, the prophet says, you know, he says, <laughs> he said, you guys are really in trouble. Have they done anything in particular yet? No, nah, not really. But he could see what was down the, in the future. Why? Because God was leading him to it. 27, the Lord shall, shall scatter you among the nations, and ye shall be left few in number among the heathen, where the Lord shall lead you. Is that, is that Ephraim? Yes. Is that Judah? Yeah. Did that happen? Yes. And there you shall serve gods, the work of men's hands, wood and stone, which neither see nor hear, nor eat nor smell. But if, if, if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him. Boy, that's big stuff, isn't it? So you see, what the thing with God, and David talked about the mercies of this living God. He said, God, you will not be to my hurt. You will not destroy me. You, you, you'll correct me. You'll punish me for what I've done wrong, but you're merciful, God. This is the mercies of God. And that's what I keep saying at this time, the reason I gave you the Scriptures, that any time, family, friends, people that you've met, people that you've sown seeds with, that they should decide to see and to hear 
But thus saith the Lord God for this generation and this time, God will be merciful and show them the way and take them in. Isn't that some kind of God? Don't try that with this prophet. <laughs> that's a joke. So it's like I said, you know, that's the reason prophets aren't God. God's the one has got all the mercy. We don't have enough to talk about. Why? Because we expect too much. We expect you to learn. I expect you to study. I expect, bless God, for, for this thing to come forth. Without getting on, getting, you know, coming up here and, bless God, changing your dirty diapers and giving you bottles and pacifiers. And, uh, yeah. Go back to church and find you a pastor. Because that's not what this is about. I'm going to grow you up. I'm going to bring you in this thing, and you're going to get enough word. You're either going to learn it or you're going to choke on it. And I know that. You are, listen to me, you are responsible when God's word comes forth by an anointing. You will be judged by what you have heard this day. Be careful, therefore, of what you choose to receive or to re be careful, because you will have to stand before God with your decision. Okay, now, 28, 29, I'm sorry. But if thou thinkst, thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, Oh, thou shalt find him, okay? And thou seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. When thou art in tribulation. Now, what is that talking about? That's talking about in times of trouble. And all these things are come upon thee, even in the latter days. Are these the latter days? Shake your head or say amen. So now we're being told in the writings of Moses that, bless God, he's now prophesying past that which Israel is about to enter into, which is the, is, is the land of, of Canaan. And now he's saying that, that even in the latter days, he said, if you will seek him, you will find him. Do you know why we're here tonight? I sought him, and I found him. I planted seeds. You were chosen from the foundation of the world. You didn't get here and being lucky. You're chosen. You have to make the decision as to whether or not you're going to succumb to the choosing of God. But you're chosen of God. And he said, in the latter days, even in the latter days. And when I began to see this thing unravel, I got on my face and I said, Lord God, forgive me for I have sinned against your holy covenant and against your word. And do you want to know something? He forgave me. He forgave you. Now, where does that put us when we, we get, into this, get into that? Now we're back in right standing with the Lord, with the Father through the Son. Now we're, and now we're now in, a, in a situation where, brothers and sisters, we can go forward. Now we're in a situation where we can be blessed instead of walking in the curses. And who doesn't want to walk in the blessings of the Lord God? Amen? I do. Now, he goes on to say, I'm going to go to 31, For the Lord thy God is a merciful God. Hallelujah. Somebody say, yeah. He will not forsake thee. Wow. Even when we're bad, he won't. No. Neither destroy thee. Hallelujah. Nor forget the covenant. Uh-oh. There's that word covenant again. Of thy fathers which he swear unto them. For ask now the days that are past which were before thee since the day that God created man upon the earth and asked from the one side of heaven unto the other, whether there hath been any such thing as this great thing is or hath been heard like it. Has there ever been a God like this? Has there been any, any indication of anything that could say, let there be light, and there was light besides the living God, that has put a sun and a moon and the stars in the heavens, causes the sun to come up in the east and set in the west every day. He's a mighty God, but he's a merciful God. He's a fierce God when he needs to be and has to be. Now, 33, did ever people hear the voice of God speaking out of the midst of far as thou hast heard and lived? See, I, th th now this is one of the things and one of the places where if I was God, I'm not, neither are you, but if I was, when I brought those Ten Commandments down, back down off that hill, and there they were with that, that graven image, if I was God, I would have started over right then and right there. Thank God that the prophets are prophets. 
Okay? Thank God that God is God, He's on the throne, and He is a merciful God. Did they know better than that? Well, I'd hope to shout they knew better than that. Look at all that they got to see. You know, I used to, I want, I, in fact, I was telling somebody this weekend, when I first got in the ministry here in this little neck of the woods, a fellow come to me and said, if you'd come to our little town, and if you would pray for this man that's dying of cancer and he was to be raised up, the whole, the whole town, he said, the, the Lord God said, told me the whole town would be saved. I go, wow. See, I'm young and stupid about then. You ever go through a time being young and stupid or just young? So I go. I'm going, man, alive, wouldn't this be something to get on? Yeah, you could even get on TV that God is a mighty God. And so I went, and guess what? God raised the guy up. He didn't die of cancer. You want to know how many people in that uh, little old town got saved and came to the Lord God? Zero. So you see, even though they see it, it still is one of those things that just, one of the brothers said, you know, as long as there's a Walmart, I said last night, and, and, and bless God, a, a McDonald's, this country's not going to get too shook up. You know, quite a, quite a statement, as a matter of fact. Let's go on. So, so, so he is now uh, 34. Or hath God a saved and go take him a nation from the midst of another nation by temptations, by signs, and by wonders, and by war, and by mighty hand, and by stretched out arm, and by great terrors, according to all the Lord your God that did for you in Egypt before your eyes? He said, have you ever seen anything done? Now, he's talking to people that was there. He's talking to the people that witnessed all this. And his argument is, have you ever seen anything like this? And, of course, the answer is no. 35, unto thee it was showed in the mightiest, know that the Lord, he is God, there is none else beside him. Out of heaven he made thee to hear his voice, that he might instruct thee. And upon earth he showed thee his great fire, and thou uh, heardest his words out of the midst of the fire. And because he loved thy fathers, therefore he chose their seed after them, and brought thee out in the sight with his mighty power out of Egypt, to drive out nations from before thee greater and mightier than thou art, to, being, uh, to, to bring thee in, to give thee the land for an inheritance as it is this day. Know therefore this day, and consider it in thine heart, that the Lord, he is God in heaven above, and upon the earth beneath there is none else. Thou shalt keep therefore the statutes and the commandments which I commanded thee this day, that it may go well with thee and well with thy children after thee, and that thou mayest prolong thy days upon the earth, which the Lord thy God giveth thee forever. He said, listen up, boys and girls. See, and I, I'm often telling the leadership this Ephraimite movement, don't get to thinking we got it made. Don't, 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 don't get to thinking, oh, boy, we've been through the tough part. We haven't even started through the tough part. See, we're trying to get the leadership. So I said, I think, last night, some of you are laying down the job because you think, well, I, you know, I'm never going to get to do nothing but sit here on my lower end posterior. No, no, you're wrong. We have to have all kinds of instructors, teachers, one and the same. And in order to do this, bless God, we have to get this all settled before we can take the next step. Uh, Israel could not come out of Egypt until it's time. We're not going to move on until we get the first of all this put together. To get you where you're living, walking and talking this thing so people want to be like us. That's the reason I said last night, this isn't a show. Stop making it one. Don't provoke this prophet, because I'm not putting up with you running around with a cape and a beanie on your head and your tassels hanging out. I'm, gonna, I'm not. Listen to me. I'm going to run some of you off. That's not what this is about. That's not even. That's not even fulfilling the commandments to do those things that in that way. People, you think you think that's going to draw people to Christ? No, they're going to laugh at you. That's all they're doing is laughing at you, and you think you're making some big look at me. Hmm. <laughs> the, the tassels. Oh yes, the beanie, and don't forget, don't 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 forget the doggone cape. If you had a little whirly bird on top of that beanie, where you could just <laughs> said, yeah, one day a whirlwind's going to come up, this thing going to go up, and I'm like a helicopter. Ah, get over it. Now Jeremiah three, and again uh, this is a little lengthy. Bear with it because it's important. Okay, 
some of these we went through, you know, quite a few scriptures there. Now, with where Jeremiah comes in now, and of course further down the line, okay, than that that was written in 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 the book that we just came out of Deuteronomy, you got Jeremiah here, and these generations have come and passed, but now this prophet, now he is now. Uh, is going to call the nation of Israel again to repentance. 12th verse, Jeremiah 3.12. Go and proclaim these words toward the north and say, Return thou backsliding Israel, saith the Lord, and I will not cause mine anger to fall upon you, for I am merciful, saith the Lord, and I will not keep anger forever. Say thank you. Only acknowledge thy iniquity. I was, you know, I I love that there was a show. Some of you way too young to know. It was called Happy Days, the Fonz. We could all relate to the Fonz, couldn't we? Fonzie could not say he was wrong. And when something happened and he was supposed to say he was wrong, he going he couldn't say wrong. And this is what this is all about. You know, I I keep saying over and over again. You want to get yourself right with God. Bless God, repent. When you pray every day, you should repent for the sins you committed that day, whether you know what they are or not. You need to repent every day, bless God, for the unknown sins that you don't even know that's in that book that you've committed for you and your family. And what is something about all this is that, that old Jeremiah, he said, he said, you know what? He says, if in fact, he said, uh, that, that, that uh, uh, you'll repent, only, only acknowledge thy iniquity. Only acknowledge your sin, that thou hast transgressed against the Lord thy God and hast, hast scattered thy ways to the strangers under every green tree, and ye have not obeyed my voice, saith the Lord. Now, we had to do that, and, and, and uh, bless God, as we were teaching people, the first thing you've got to do, and remember when we, when we uh, coveted with the Lord God to return unto his holy covenant? Remember that we, the first thing that I led you in that prayer to was, well, Father, forgive us, for we broke the covenant. You have to acknowledge your sin. And that's what Jeremiah is saying. Do you know when you begin to acknowledge your sin, you know the old adage is, you can't help a drug addict or a drunk until they admit they are that. You can't help them. There isn't anything that you can do. Because why? They still think that, bless God, well, tomorrow, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm getting... Tomorrow never comes. And that's the reason that Jeremiah's come to things saying, look, you're going to have to get on your faces and just, just bless God and repent. Now, 14, turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you, and I will take you one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. And I will give you pastors according to mine heart which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. See, here's what he's saying. If you will turn from your wicked ways and repent, he said, I'll backslidden Israel, I will bring you back. And he said, I will give you pastors. He said, I will bring you, and they will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Now, let's see. I believe we found out the lack of knowledge is what destroyed us. Isn't that different? No, it's God. But he brings this whole thing into perspective here. And he's saying here, he said, look. He said, they'll give you. And 16 says, and it shall come to pass that when you be multiplied, increased in the land, in those days, saith the Lord, they shall say no more, the ark of the covenant of the Lord. Neither shall it come to mind. Neither shall it be remember it. Neither shall they visit it. Neither shall it be done anymore. I wonder what that's about. Why wouldn't we, you know, there's been such a desperate search for the Ark of the Covenant. He says in that day when we go back, you won't need it. Why? God's not in there, folks. God's in here. You don't need, you don't need the box sitting over there and, oh, my, the rod that budded, right? Some manna, that would be neat to see. You don't, that, that won't even be looked for. It won't even be acknowledged any longer. You want to talking about slick deal. That's a slick deal, isn't it, huh? Now it says, now they visit it, neither shall there be any more. 17, at that time they shall call Jerusalem the throne of the Lord. And all the nations shall gather unto it in the name of the Lord to Jerusalem. Neither shall they walk any more after the imagination of their evil heart. 
So see, this is going to come to an end. And that's what Jeremiah was saying way back there. He said, now look, things went well, things happened well. Now you got things all botched up. You better repent. For in the latter times, in the last days. Now he doesn't say that, but that's what this pertains to. In those days, the house of Judah, 18th verse, shall walk with the house of Israel. Now who is the house of Israel? Judah. I mean, the Ephraimites. That's who that is. They will walk with him. And they shall come together out of the land of the north to the land that I have given for an inheritance unto your fathers, which was given to who first? To Abraham. All right? But he said, How shall, shall I put thee among the children and give thee a pleasant land, a goodly heritage of the host of nations? And I said, Thou shalt call me my father and shall not turn away from me. He said, You won't turn away from me. Now, these are promises written in the volume of the book. The key, according to Jeremiah, is to repent for your sin, your iniquity. Get yourself back in right standing and, and realize the glorious God of, of which he is. Because the day will come that he's going to gather you, O backslidden Israel, and he's going to bring you back to the mighty land that was given to us by the Lord God through Abraham. And we once again, and he didn't go into this, but he, 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 he's alluding to the fact that, bless God, that our Father, our Father will be our Father. And we'll not forsake it. We're not going to walk away from it this time. Go to Psalms 78. Now here, as interesting as it is, as interesting as it is, David gets into the mix. You know, David, uh, the apple of God's eye. By the way, who's the apple of God's eye now? Ephraim. Isn't it a little heavy to think about the fact that you can be assured this nation ain't going to get destroyed until he takes us out of here. Kind of makes you feel good that you're on the right side, doesn't it? Does the, rest of, does the rest of North America understand that? No, and they don't care at this point. But they will. Some of them, as they take their last breath, they will hear that saith the mouth of God for this day and this hour. It's a shame that it's going to have to, you know, it's going to have to come to that point. But bless God, it will. Psalm 78, 1. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will, I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and the strength and his wonderful works that he hath done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, and that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God but keep his commandments, and might not be as their fathers a stubborn and rebellious generation." A generation that set not their heart aright, and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. The children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bows, turned back in the day of battle. They kept not the covenant of God and refused to walk in his wall. Why has anybody ever seen that before? Because it had to come by revelation knowledge. Even talks about us here. Even talks about the fact that, 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 that Ephraim didn't keep the, the covenant of God and, and refused to walk in his law. And remember in, in the book of Hosea, is the day chapter, that, and, the, and, and the law was, was told to Ephraim, and Ephraim thought it to be a strange thing. The church is Ephraim. Does the church think that the law is a strange thing? Oh, yes, they do. Yes, they do. The church believes that, bless God, that it is a strange thing. And, and you know, Jeremiah, he, as, he, as he came, I mean, sorry, uh, the, the, the writer of Psalms here, as he came down through here, he was trying to just tell him, you know, uh, he, he, he's, he's established us. He set us. All that, you, all that you and I need to know or to do in this hour and time is follow after what he said. Now, this is, this is the thing that I think that will help so much with people that you're trying to plant some seeds with. This isn't about following after a prophet. Now, they always followed after a prophet. Now, don't misunderstand me. A prophet that was following after God, and that's the order in which that has to happen. And as I've told uh, two or three of these knuckleheads 
there's only one head. There's only one Moses involved in this thing, and you're looking at him. The angel came to me. Uh, one guy said, well, the, the voice of the Lord spoke to me, and I said, I've got two angels that appear to me that scare the socks off of me still after all these years every time they appear, one of them at a time. I've never had them both, uh, bless God, appear to me to bring a message to me. I've had them come into a room with me. I've had both of them in a room with me, and when I minister, they're here today. They will be here they're, every service. They're with me. But the fact of the matter is, in all this, he's trying to get them to come around to understanding that, bless God, how this thing got all monkeyed up. Because we quit doing what this book told us to do. Because somebody decided that, bless God, that they would teach a different gospel. And like I said, what is so burdensome? What's so burdensome about this thing about keeping new moon? It's not. What about Sabbath? There's there's nothing burdensome about that. Shabbat Shalom. The festivals, they're fun. What does the church see here? That's the law. How many of us have been told, you've lost your salvation because you went back to the law? Do you realize how ignorant that statement is? But you know what it is? It's the lack of knowledge. The lack of knowledge that's going to destroy them and save us. Just because you were right with the Lord God yesterday doesn't mean necessarily you're going to be right with him tomorrow. Unless you do what? You keep seeking him. Jeremiah 23. Jump back over there with me, please. Now, uh, Jeremiah, I don't think he was what you'd call a friendly prophet. Because, see, I can just hear these words come, I mean, you know, like a big speaker thing. That just well, Oh, man, thunder. Jeremiah 23, 39, and 40. All right, 23 of Jeremiah. Therefore, behold, even I will utterly forget you, and I will forsake you and the city that I gave you and your fathers and cast you out of my presence. Boy, that doesn't sound good. See, you, you, you push this living God so far. Now, he sent the prophets. They, they, they spoke by the anointing of the Lord God and said, listen up, boys and girls, you better get your acts together because this God that we, we serve, he can be a fierce God. You're going down the wrong road. Repent. See, that's what prophets are all about. Repent. 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 40. And I will bring an everlasting reproach upon you and a perpetual shame which shall not be forgotten. A shame that will not be forgotten. There's a, sh- there's a shame that's come upon us. There's an absolute shame that, that bless God, that has that has come upon us and has overtaken us. You know, one of the things that seems to be so prevalent today is we all selfishly want for ourselves. But it was one nation of Israel. It wasn't the individual person of Israel. It was the nation of Israel. That's what God is doing. As I said, brothers and sisters, as there is a grand possibility that there could be 50, 70 million of us out here around this world. This is the beginning of all this. This thing is going to get so far out of hand that I'm going to tell you this prophet is going to lose all the rest of the hair that he's got just scratching my bald head trying to decide what in the world are we going to do now because it's going to get out of hand. It can't get out of hand until we set the foundation. The first fruits of you and those of you that have... That have <laughs> courageously put your hand in the hand of this prophet or that foundation with Christ as the head's counter, uh, cornerstone. And once that foundation is laid and is strong, what's going to make it strong? The teachings of this prophet. Once we can get you to get your <clears throat> thumb out of your ears, but once we get that foundation, we can begin the building of the house of the Lord. But folks, do you, you know who this prophet's waiting on? Take your finger and point it right here. I'm waiting on you. God's waiting on you. Give up, give in, and let's get it on. Let's quit this foolishness. Let's come out of the sin that seems to so easily beset thee. And let's go forth together. Let's get this done. But see, we can't do anything. You can't build the house till the foundation's laid. We are foundation laying right now. Don't ask how many layers up we got, okay? About two or three feet of that foundation. 
We're not doing all that bad either. You know, there's just some of, some of you have gotten lazy. Like I said, some of you quit studying. That's like you were. Some of you quit praying. And some of you, bless God, don't even know how to spell fasting anymore. You're going to have to get back to it, guys. It, 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 it. You see, everybody wants to grab the tassels of this prophet and ride in with me. Ain't going to happen. Not going to happen that way. You're going to have to do what? You're going to have to bear your own cross. You're going to have to forsake father, mother, brother, sister, everything and everybody. And if you don't, what is the scripture? You're not worthy. Now, isn't that going to be a deal to get before the Lord God on that day and he say, you weren't worthy. You weren't worthy because you wouldn't forsake anything. And most of that, and let me tell you something, I, and I get so tickled out at, at these things. I, it aggravates me, but I, it still makes me smile. People are afraid, bless God, if they have a friend or family member that say, you're in a cult. Well, they don't want to be in a cult. You know what the, what's wrong? They're not sure who they are in Christ to start out with. Let me tell you something what the Scripture says. Every man will work out his salvation through fear and trembling. Not what your mama says, not what your daddy's got to say, not what the next-door neighbor, your brothers, sisters, or anybody else, the pastor of your church included. And that's the reason I'm saying you want to use a Scripture when people start coming at you and saying, well, I just want to straighten you out by the word... Take that scripture and use it. You're to work, I'm to work out mine. You're to work out yours. Now, you know, take a hike. Try that. That'll change things. That'll change things. It may change things too much, okay? So I think we're going to stop there. Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website, www.jewishprophet.com, and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day, every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com. We'll be praying for your prayer request. Shalom until tomorrow. And remember, with God, all things are possible. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.